and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Aidan Murray, Chagas Beef Specialist, to get an update on the various beef schemes. I first asked Aidan, BDGP1 finished last December and for those farmers that met the requirements, there was an option to participate in a one-year extension. What are the farmers that received the extension required to do in 2021? Well, Catherine, with regard to the BDGP in 2021, uh, farmers are really being paid this year for maintaining uh, what they've achieved up to this point. So nothing really has changed from the point of view that the first thing that people will have to do is complete the survey. So you, you record the birth of the calf and the sire and all those details. Then you record the milkability of the dam, the docility of the dam. And then when the calves are five months old, You'll also record uh, the likes of the calf quality, uh, whether they've had pneumonia or, or scar and stuff like that. That that continues. The other big area is that uh, what's uh, the, is the genotyping. Again, your reference figure, if you have a reference figure of 20, you'll be asked to genotype 12 animals uh, or 60% uh, of, of your reference figure, which was given to you in 2015. Uh, and as a result of that, some of you, most of you will have received your tags, some of you will have returned them. Uh, but if you have, you know, uh, got the tags, um, try and return them as quickly as you possible, like you always done. The carbon navigator is something uh, that has to be done annually as well. Again, that has to be done this year. Um, you can go in online to, to ICBF on Herd Plus and you can complete it there uh, if you're set up to do it that way. And the important thing is, you know, you can send it in anytime, but try and get it done probably before the end of September, uh, if at all possible. The other big area, I suppose, is, is the idea of you, uh, the, the stock bull. And the requirement last year was to have a four or five star, uh, uh, genotyped stock bull on the farm. Um, on the 30th of June. And it's the same this year, that uh, four or five star genotyped animal must be on your farm by the 30th of June, 2021, uh, if you're using a stock bull. If you're using AI, uh, from an AI point of view, at least 80% of the AI sayers that you're using uh, on your animals should be four or five star animals. And most of them uh, actually will be uh, at this stage, that's the way the AI companies are, are working. Uh, and if you're using both a stock bull and AI, you're supposed to be compliant in both those areas. Uh, and that um, maybe, you know, there is an issue around stock bulls that some people have said, well, look, my stock bull got hurt and uh, or I bulled all my autumn calving cows and the stock bull got cross and I got rid of them, but I'll be buying another one in the autumn time. If you are doing anything around that and you think that there's not going to be a bull there on the 30th of June, write or contact the department and let them know. What the department don't like is they'll do run the check to see was the bull there on the 30th of June. No bull on the place and no explanation as to why that is. And that automatically would trigger a penalty uh, uh, or no payment uh, in, in 2021. So if you if there is some something that you're worried about around about a stock bull that way, uh, that he's gone or you're going to replace him in the autumn sales or whatever, contact the department in advance of the 30th of June and, and just let them know. The other area, I suppose, uh, that people might be conscious of this year and will have to have to complete is you still have the requirement to have the replacement females, four or five star genotype replacement females on the farm on the 31st of October. 
and those uh, don't have to be in calf, but they must be at least uh, uh, 30 months uh, uh, or 16 months of age um, by the 31st of October. And as I say, genotype four and five star, uh, and that's important. So broadly similar to what you had, uh, the requirements were last year, and you're just being asked to maintain. There's no increases in the percentage of heifers that you require or anything like that. It's it's just um, maintain what you had, and that's sort of the mantra that uh, within the department, and that's what you're you're going to be paid for. And for most farmers, they will have a lot of the goals achieved already, and it's really just maintaining, as you say, and for another year. But for farmers that are in BDGP two, what have they to do? Well, the BDGP2, actually, that scheme runs from 2017 to 2022. And again, you have all your traditional stuff to, to, to record, the calving surveys, your your uh, your carbon navigator, um, you've, um, you have your stock bowl requirement. And the stock bowl requirement for the first time with the BDGT, BDGP2 applicants is that you, you have to have that uh, four or five star st- stock bowl on hand on the 30th of June this year, or the requirement that you've been using 80% AI of four and five star bulls uh, uh, all along, or as I say, the requirement if you're using both methods to breed, well then both, you must be compliant on both. And that's, you know, that's an important thing. So you need to look uh, if that's your first time to require this, if you're in BDGB2, you know, if you've bought a young bull this spring, has he been genotyped? Uh, is he four or five star? Uh, will he qualify? You know, uh, you know, be conscious of the fact that, uh, you know, uh, you're supposed to have that bull in place. Otherwise, you know, there's a penalty at the end of the year. And that's important for those people. The, that's the main requirement. The, the, last year, those people had to have the 20% replacement females. And then in 2022, they'll be required to have 50% replacements females genotyped four and five star. But uh, the main thing that the that those farms have to look at this year would be will they have the correct stock bull in place by the 30th of June? Uh, and that's that's important for them. That's great, Eden. And in relation to the beef exceptional aid measure, what are farmers required to do for that? Well, in relation to the beam scheme, um, it's been the bane of a lot of people's lives, uh, to be honest. Um, but, you know, when you signed up for BEAM, you made a commitment that you would reduce your uh, uh, bovine organic nitrogen figure by 5% from the reference period. And the reference period was the first of, uh, the initial reference period ran from the 1st of July, 2018 to the 30th of June. And now you've been asked to have a figure 5% below that for the period running from the 1st of July, 2020 to the 30th of June, 2021. So you're just over six weeks away from that first deadline as such. And, you know, people will have been getting letters every month there since since uh, January from the department stating what their uh, organic end limit is and what the 5% reduction that they try and get below is. And they need to be monitoring that. So you can either monitor yourself online uh, through the Ag Food site, there's a there's a um, a page on the icbf.com website as well that you can actually look it up. Or lots of people are using their advisor or consultant to go through the figures and the stock figures with them to see are they going to be close to the five percent now and meet the target in June, or are they going to have to opt for this what they call a, a deferral 
uh, whereby you can push it out for six months. And if you think you're not going to meet it in June, uh, by the end of June, you can actually reset it and see will you meet uh, meet it uh, by the 31st of December. So that'll look from the 1st of January to the to the 31st of December for those those farms, and that gives them a, a sort of a second chance if if um, if they feel that they're going to be going to be close or or that they may not make it this time, because there is quite considerable penalties for beam uh, in that, you know, if you're over, if you um, achieve the 5% reduction or higher, that's great. By the end of June, ticks the box, you're, you've met your requirements, you're okay. But, you know, if you fall below the 5%, um, there's a graduated penalty uh, system there. And if you fall below 4%, it's automatically a 100% clawback. So, you know, for lots of people, the maximum payment you could have got out of that scheme was 11,600. If you had finished cattle and you had a 40 cow suckler herd, that was the maximum payment. So there's big amount of money outstanding there. Uh, and the indications that we have so far is basically that, you know, there's probably about 19,000 people will meet the requirement uh, out of a total application of about 33,000 herds. So there's quite a number of herds out there that are uh, that are um, still to get under that five percent or meet meet that meet that sort of limit, and uh, some of them, you know, there's probably a thousand or so of those herds hovering between four and five percent. But then there's a number of herds that have actually gone away up in stock numbers, and they have a lot of work to do to try and uh, probably won't make the June deadline, but would have a lot of work even to do uh, to make the December deadline. Uh, and so you need to be monitoring your figures uh, uh, and, and uh, on a monthly basis to see how close you are, um, uh, for, uh, you know, to reaching the 5%. And for these 14,000 farmers that are falling into this bracket, how did they apply for a deferral to meet the December deadline? Yeah, the, uh, there is an option to, as I said, to, to go for the deferral. And uh, you have up until the 21st of June. Uh, and basically, if you go onto your ag food account and go on, under the exceptional aid measures and, and click under BEAM, it gives you an option there to click the deferral um, button and, and um, that will push it out then that you're given the option that, that you can uh, take the figures to the, to the 31st of December. So you do it through ag food and, and your online, uh, on the, the department's website online. And what implications will it have if the farmer applies for this deferred, but in the meantime, they achieve their target? Well, the good thing about it, Catherine, is that basically uh, if, if you feel that you're going to be close or won't make it, and in the event that come the 30th of June, you've actually got under or you've, uh, you've achieved your 5%, well, then the department, it'll take them five or six weeks uh, before the figures settle down and, on the AIM system. But they will probably write to you sometime in August and tell you, look, uh, you're, you've achieved your 5%, you've adhered to the scheme, that's it, you're, you're, you're free to go as such. There'll be a number of other herds then that'll have fallen between the 4 and 5% reduction, uh, and they may have pressed the button to defer. Uh, in that case, they will be written to as well and said, look, um, you've achieved this, Will you, are you happy to accept, say, a 4.8% reduction uh, in terms of that's what you've achieved? Um, or would you prefer to hold on and go to the December date and see, are you going to get the 5% reduction or greater? 
and that gives the people. So there's no real risk to anybody hitting the deferral button at this stage if they come under uh, and, and achieve the 5% or greater by the 30th of June, the department will let them out uh, of the scheme because they've met their, the terms and conditions. And if they haven't, they'll be allowed run on to the 31st of December. But uh, And for anybody that's very close and thinks, well, look, this is my best shot by the end of June. I may not make it in December at all, or, or I may have more stock. They may opt to take a slight penalty uh, if they're in that 4 to 5% bracket, and they'll be in a position to do that. So look, from our point of view, although it's a fairly tedious scheme to keep monitoring, uh, and, and it's something that you have to watch, the department are showing a degree of flexibility here and, and trying to get as many people uh, over the line as they possibly can, given the difficulties that the scheme poses for everybody. That's great, Eden. So it's something for farmers to consider to apply for the deferred if they find they're in that situation. Absolutely. If you're, if you're anyway in doubt that you're not going to make the 5% at the end of June and you feel that you could make it by the end of December, go and hit the defer button uh, before the 21st of June. A new beef environmental efficiency programme for sucklers was launched earlier this year, Aidan, and farmers that were in BPS last year will know that they just replicate the same actions again. But for those farmers that are in BPS this year for their first year, what actions would they have to comply with for the programme? Well, well they, they will have made their application at this stage, uh, Catherine, and they will have selected uh, whatever option they're going for. So the compulsory option, number one, is uh, the weigh-in. And basically, uh, the requirement is there is that calves that were born between the 1st of July 2020 and the 30th of June uh, 2021, if they're out of a suckler cow and a beef breed or whatever, they're actually eligible for the scheme. And their weigh-in requirement is that basically you can weigh those animals between the 1st of January of this year and the 1st of November, record the weight and put it up on the ICBF uh, website. You can do it either online or you can do a sort of a paper version if you want, but the weights must be up uh, or with ICBF by half five on the 1st of November at the latest. Ideally, once you take the weights, they should be uploaded within sort of seven days and to get the most out of the scheme, you know, ideally the calves should be 150 to 250 days old at the time of weighing. And it's hugely important that you weigh the cow and the calf on the same day. Uh, that's important. We've seen pe people make some mistakes with that in, in, in the past. And, and the weighing is important um, because the weighing triggers the payment for everything else. So if you've got 30, 30 cows and calves and you weigh them, uh, overall, um, that'll trigger payment then for potentially 30 cows or 30 calves for payment, whether you, you choose the weaning, uh, the, the meal feeding pre and post weaning or the vaccination, and equally uh, the number of cows that are eligible if you tick the box for, for the fecal sampling. So the weigh-in is a precursor that will determine what rate of payment that you will get and then up to yourself depending on the options. Uh, so that's it. All the scales have to be registered um, uh, through ICBF, and you can do that online. And even people that had their scales registered last year still have to go in and re-register and get a new number on those scales this year. And some people may not be aware of that, but all the scales must be re-registered again this year, even though some of them may have been uh, registered in the past. The meal feeding requirement is that basically what you're trying to do here is reduce weaning stress. 
and the, ideally the calves should be on a, a well-balanced uh, um, uh, meal or concentrate four weeks pre-weaning and two weeks uh, post-weaning. And that's to try and, as I say, minimize the stress and, uh, and all associated with that. Or some farmers have opted uh, for vaccination. Uh, and again, this is to cut down on sort of antibiotic and pneumonia problems, particularly around weaning time. And there is two protocols uh, on, on the terms and conditions. Either you can pick those up on the uh, department website or, or on the ICBF website. Uh, and But essentially, you're, you're trying to cover the calves for RSV, PA3, menhemia, uh, or, and IBR. Uh, but so long as you would follow um, a protocol that's and work with your vet who knows the problems on your farm to cover what's the problem with regard to any of those organisms on the farm. That's that'll be the main thing. But there is two protocols there uh, in in the terms and conditions um, for, for that. The third sample or the third uh, sorry. So it's either our meal feeding or vaccination, and then the third task again, which is optional, is the the fecal egg testing, uh, and again because of the number of samples that were done last year in October, the sort of closing date uh, ran on and people hadn't got their sample results back. So this year they've pulled it back a bit and they want those fecal samples lifted and sent in to the labs before the 1st of October. And really what they're looking for there is fecal sample the cows uh, to check for for uh, fluke uh, and that. And uh, uh, that's a way, I suppose, to try and see what's going on at farm level and to see is there an opportunity to cut down on antelmentic use, which again, those regulations will be tightened up from the 1st of January. So uh, it's that that's a fecal sample and that's worth about 10 euros per cow uh, in terms of the eligible number of cows uh, for, for the scheme. Um, may or may not tell you a lot. If you go too early, it may be too early to pick up adult fluke eggs and the samples but look it's a requirement of the scheme it's probably worth doing uh, and that and uh, you know there is a, a six I think it's six approved labs which the list is on the department website there uh, as well that you can send these samples off and typically it's 15 to 25 euro depending on where you go uh, for a sample the samples can be batched so in other words um, you know you may take a number of samples uh, and put them in ten little pots that go off to the to, to the lab for analysis. That's great, Aidan. And for farmers that are intending to sell cows with calves at foot, what should they be aware of? The main the main issue with this one, Catherine, is is really if you've picked the second option, either the meal feeding uh, or the vaccination. And what you have to look out for here is that if you intend to sell uh, a, a cow with a calf at foot and you've ticked the meal feeding option or you've ticked the vaccination. Like if you pick the meal feeding option, that calf is obviously not weaned at the time of sale. Uh, and that, and so therefore, you know, you may have weighed that cow and calf, but then you're selling it before you've got to the stage where you can introduce the meal, for example, or maybe do the vaccination. Uh, and that, and the problem with that is that if, if you were called out for inspection and there is a, an inspection rate, as is with all these schemes, the only concern would be that if you're found to be short on the number of cows and calves relative to what you have already weighed, well then, you know, uh, the penalty is is can be quite severe on that one because, say for example, you had ten cows and calves that you weighed, 
your payment under that measure would be 30 euros by 10, which is 300 euros. But the penalty, if you were called for inspection and you were seen to only have 8,000 calves uh, at, the, at the weaning time, would be the full 300 euro plus half again. So you would actually lose 450 euro in that case, which would be clawed out of your weigh-in payment. So you just need to be careful. If you've got a cow and a calf, for example, that you think, do you know this? I'm going to sell that before it gets to weaning time. I'll sell that calf on the cow. Your best bet is not to weigh the cow and calf team and sell it at that stage uh, because otherwise you do leave yourself open under inspection. Now, some people will get away with it because they won't be called for inspection, but um, th there is there is uh, the chance if you were called and then were short that you could be penalised on that one. It's definitely something farmers should be made aware of. In another situation, if the farmer is selling any cull cows or empty cows, what should they be aware of? Well, the main thing with selling cull cows or empty cows is that uh, is that whatever time you sell them, that it tallies up with when you started meal feeding and when those animals were weaned. Again, you'll be asked to record the date of weaning of each of the calves. So you just need to be careful in terms of making sure that everything marries up. If you sell a cow that was culled uh, and, and uh, if you sell a cow for culling, uh, and uh, it doesn't correspond with when our calf was supposed to be weaned off her, well, then you could be sort of giving yourself a bit of trouble. So it's just making sure of keeping a record and keeping your dates in line so that you know um, that everything adds up. And the, the main thing with the meal feeding, for example, is that the four weeks pre-weaning and the two weeks post is the period. So you, the calf should be on, on, on meal for four weeks before that cow is taken away and sold as such. And just make sure that you have all that married up uh, uh, should you be called for an inspection. And the dates are the 1st of November for the deadline for recording weights and the 1st of October for submitting faecal samples if that action has been selected. That's right. That's correct. Finally, Aidan, the Dairy Calf to Beef programme was a new scheme that was launched in 2021. What are the requirements that farmers have to complete to comply with this scheme? Yeah, well, the department made five million available for that for the scheme this year, and really, what they're trying to do is to try and record sort of performance on the dairy calf to beef uh, and gather information uh, on that because it's certainly a, a side within the the beef industry that's growing, given the, the 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 growth in dairy cow numbers and the number of calves that are that are coming on stream, and essentially, basically, what they're saying is, look, you can get paid on up to 20 calves and at 20 euro a calf so the maximum payment is 400 euro the calf uh, again it could be a Frisian bull calf or a, a dairy male calf uh, as such or a female or a male beef bred cow a beef bred animal out of a dairy cow so basically what it's saying is look your replacement dairy heifers are not eligible for this uh what your Frisian bull calves are uh, and, and, and your Angus Hereford or your beef crosses and your heifer crosses off of those dairy cows uh, from a beef breed are eligible. So the calf must be born after the 1st of January, so it's uh, 2021. Um, um, they have to be at least 12 weeks old by the time they're weighed and they must be on your farm for a minimum of 10 days prior to weaning. Now, some people have come back to me and said, look, I've, if I buy calves in the springtime and I weigh them uh, and sell them in August again um, uh, and somebody else buys them, are they able to, uh, and they keep them for 
10 days or a fortnight and then they decide to weigh them and put them under the dairy. You'll only get paid once on that calf. Uh, so the person that weighed them once they're over 12 weeks of old in the spring, if they sell them on in August and September and you buy them hoping uh, to get a payment on them, you will only get a payment if that calf hasn't previously been weighed under the scheme. Uh, so it's it's uh, and people need to be uh, need to be aware that you know that that's the case and you won't know in the mart for example or you won't know unless you ask who you're buying off have you weighed these under the dairy calf uh, uh, beef calf scheme uh, and that so you have to weigh a minimum of five calves and again like the the BPS all the weights are recorded online uh, on the ICBF and they have to be up by the first of November. Um, uh, uh, as I say, what I call you only have to weigh once. You can weigh them anytime, providing they're over twelve weeks of age. Uh, and look, it's a start with regard to trying to get a better handle on the performance and, and more information on these dairy cows, because there will be more around even in the years to come. So it's 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 just it's 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 a pilot program, seeing how this goes. Um, it has been undersubscribed. Uh, and that's so, you know, if they do run with it next year, maybe they'll tweak it a different way to see can they get actually more people involved in it. But as I say, if you've got the calves, there's 20 euros to be had on sort of a maximum of 20 calves. Uh, and it's, it's you know, it's, it's useful information to have both from a ICBF department point of view, but also from your point of view as a farmer and that you're, you're getting a handle on how these calves are performing. Most definitely, Aidan, and you've highlighted a number of important deadlines and requirements for all the various different schemes. Where can farmers get further information on any of these schemes or if they have concerns about meeting any of the requirements, who can they contact? Well, there's for the basic terms and conditions, they'll be all up on the department website. Um, again, a lot of the terms and conditions are up on the icbf.com website. Uh, and with regard to getting actual advice in terms of, uh, you know, how how do you comply with some of these schemes? Probably if you go to your local advisor or, or consultant, they'll be able to uh, sort of guide you through as to what the do's and don'ts with regard to the to the various schemes are as such. And just, just to say, Catherine, you know, the closing date was towards the end of April there for most of these schemes. Uh, for, uh, um, for the dairy calf and the BPS, but you can have a late application. So, for example, it's up to 25 calendar days after the closing date. So if I actually went on today and applied for BPS or the dairy calf scheme, uh, I could go on. But because I'm late, there would be actually a 14% penalty uh, on, on my payment if I do go on at this stage. And the last day that you can go on for, for uh, late application is Friday the 21st of May for both of those schemes. And at that stage, if you wait that long, there'll be a 25% reduction. If you wait to Saturday the 22nd of May, you won't be allowed to go on. Uh, uh, that's it. So the shutoff for even late applications there is the 21st of May. That's great, Aidan, and thanks very much for the update on BDGP, BEAM, BPES, and the Dairy Calf to Beef programme. Thank you. That's all for this week's episode, and my thanks to Aidan for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.